Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building, nigga. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till uh. the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they will see the thunder? Just remember when you come up. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing the 2021 Genesis Invitational. Technically, I guess it's Tiger's tournament, but Tiger won't be there this year, so that's always fun. Um, we have a, a smaller field, but still T65 and ties. It's an absolutely loaded field. I believe it's 12 of the top 15 or 13 of the top 15 in the world will be at this event. So we'll break that all down for you in a minute. We'll recap Pebble Beach, but in order to do so, you can find me on Twitter at Beauty Intrick, the podcast at Always Press DFS, and my co-host is always back. From a wonderful state of vacation in Florida, on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods, Jesse, how we living, man? Yeah, I tell you what, uh, you know, went from eighty and sunny uh, back to uh, freezing rain. Or it's really ice, just straight sleeting. I mean, it's, I, I've never, I've never seen anything like it in my life. It's rather insane. So hopefully, God willing, we make it through this podcast before the. Uh, so hopefully the power doesn't cut out at all, but you know, hopefully yeah. we make it through the whole podcast without the power cutting out. So hopefully. Yeah. Um, before we get into the Genesis Invitational, did you get the chance to watch or pay attention to any of the Pebble Beach while you're out? I did. Yeah, I got back on uh, on Friday evening, so uh, watched a good bit of it on Saturday and watched most of it on Sunday. So yeah, uh, Daniel Barger, man. Yep, it was awesome. Like it made me think back because. We've talked about it on the show many times, like certain guys that we just orders on because we know the talent levels there. He's going to get there. And I remember you for one, like I jumped on the burger train eventually, but when he was coming back from his injury sometime last year, you were straight there going, man, he's like 7,500 bucks and he's too good to be 70. You you yeah. were riding that train while he was getting back into form. And dude, he's, he's turned, he's, he's got two W's since we came back from COVID. I think I saw he's made like 15 to 17 cuts. Like a ten top tens or something. The dude's been absolutely lights out, awesome. So, uh, what's your thoughts? I'll give you the floor because you were on Team Burger from the get go. <laughs> I wish I was. Uh, I wish I was on Team uh, Brooks Kepka the week before. I, I, <laughs> I missed the 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 WMO recap, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I didn't play Burger. I played one lineup last week, and I I I, I didn't have the means to uh, really do research and that kind of thing, and or the time. So, but anyways, uh, you know, Burger's he's a he's a a very very good player. I do tell you. I'll tell you one thing though. I don't know if you I don't know how much you watch, but it's tilting to watch him putt. Yeah, like, because he takes like twenty five minutes to line him up. It's getting Cantlay, you know. Yeah. Well, I got a yeah. I got a funny story for that. So everyone was all happy because there's no pro am this week. Well, what they did is they still brought the pro am field in and played on Wednesday, just one round. Because I started thinking about it, and they had the celebrity shootout still is on TV and everything on Wednesday that they always do. Right. And I'm like, well, they're not going to fly all these guys in for four holes. Well, the guy that I know, I've told you guys about that I, I play with, I played skins with him, um, and he played in that deal, and they finished second. His teammate was Berger. Oh, really? And uh, so I was asking him questions about it earlier today. And he's like, yeah, he takes his time lining it up. He's like the nicest guy in the world. He's super helpful. Um, his caddy's awesome. Like he had nothing but good things to say. And he's had some partners. I won't mention names where he's like, I do not want to play with those guys again. But he, he loved everything about Daniel Berger. So another guy that's uh, – he says the guy is he's good. He's just kind of no nonsense, but he's super nice. Like he comes off looking like he's kind of unhappy sometimes, but he's all he didn't have one bad thing to say ever. So, well, I, I say probably a lot of that is this the the TV maybe cutting to him a little bit too soon. It's just 
it's just not necessary to watch the guy line the putt up. Yeah. It's also not necessary, but I mean, obviously there's a lot of timing. I know there's a lot of just weird things, but anyways, other than that, yeah, I mean, one of those weeks where like I went through DraftKings and uh, as I was making a lineup, I made one lineup and I decided that wasn't good. I, I needed three guys to miss the cut. So I went back and uh, redid it and was looking at guys like Lashley and I'm like, man, I, you know, he played well last week, but I just don't know. And then, you know, a couple other guys. It, it was just one of those weeks. It was fun to watch, though. I mean, it was a really good golf tournament, uh, and uh, they tore Pebble up. Yeah, I tweeted it out. I said, what's fun about this event is it's, you know, we made fun of it because it's a pretty lackluster field. DJ backed out and everything. But in the end, the big names were there for the most part, but they're oh, also yeah, sure. they were also scattered in with some of the up-and-coming guys or kind of the Lashleys and stuff. Homa was there, like a bunch of guys we've been kind of watching. So, it was a little bit of everything. Like McNeely was up there. So it was fun. It wasn't just like a powerhouse running through the field or it wasn't a bunch of nobodies. It was a really kind of fun finish watching Lashley four putt on 16. Oh, my. And, Ooh, um, and hammer the ground. And I'm just sitting there going, oh, I, I put on POA for a living. Like my local course is POA. And I know how that can feel where things just don't go the way they look like they're going to go. And I do it a lot. I don't hit the ground, but I have a lot of four letter words when I'm putting and I'm pointing I, at, I point at things and I knew everything going through his head. I've played a lot of uh, super low-level tournament golf. And when I say super low-level, obviously nowhere near a PGA Tour pro, but I've you know four-putted greens before. Uh, it's it's just one of those things where like you don't want to watch it. I will ask you this. Did you see Mav McNeely's club twirl on 18? Dude, that was legendary <laughs> status. Like that needs... That needs to be like the like the Jordan logo for you know on a oh shoe. My God, like dude, no la- no laying up no laying up needs to get like an offshoot like club oh troll or God, something. Dude. That needs to be on a shirt somewhere or a golf towel or something. That was the that was the best club troll I've ever seen. And, yeah, like, and, and that's that's Tiger and that's everybody. That's that was just the most violent like. Oh God! It was because that he, was, he striped it. I mean, he that was a hundred percent like that was a hundred percent like I just hit the piss out of this ball, <laughs> and it's going to be awesome. And I know yeah. it. Like <laughs> it's one of those. Great. It's one of those when you know, like when DJ hits a drive and he pipes it, he's already picking up his tee and walking away as the ball's like halfway there still because he knows it's three thirty down the middle. Like Mav's like, "Yep, yep, give me the putter. We're going." Yeah. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was, it was sick, awesome. Dude. It was very sick. Yeah, so it was fun because I know, like I said, a lot of us were kind of like, yeah, I don't know, going into the week. But it was a good good golf tournament. I enjoyed it. I did enjoy not having the Pro-Am there, a part of it. It's like just golf, but it's coming back next year. So don't uh, get your hopes up, people. It's coming back. One other thing, too, you know, uh, Kevin got the the podcast bump, um, mm-hmm. the, the podcast <laughs> get, the guest bump by picking Burger to win and, and cashing that ticket. And, yeah, a few other, what, top 10s or 20s, yep, too. Yeah, a mean, couple top 10s in there. He crushed it this week again. Yeah, he did, man. He's he probably should be sitting in my seat. Let's be honest about this. Well, he said he wants to come back more often, so we're going to have threesomes in here a lot. If, if we could, I, told him it's, I told him it's my yeah. fault because my schedule's goofy. Like, you're flexible with me, but trying to get two guys to be flexible is pretty complicated. So, yeah. Especially he's got kids. I don't have any kids, yeah. so it's a lot easier for me to... So once we, I said, once we can hammer out a schedule, I we, I know Jesse didn't. I said Jesse doesn't care. We can get you on. <laughs> we'll make For it sure. happen. So, yeah, uh, but his his betting write ups every week on the site and uh, fancydegens dot com. He's up thirty three hundred dollars on the year. If you're doing like his the twenty five dollar bets, basically, <laughs> he's absolutely destroying this. And he's gonna have like a, an empty week. It's gonna happen because it's golf. But dude, like he could have an empty week the rest of the way and probably still be up by the end. Right now, he's picked yeah. four winners this year. Yeah. <laughs> For free. <laughs> yeah, for free. And he's always in the Slack chat giving advice and talking about picks for DK. And he's like, literally, if if HV3 didn't miss the cut on Friday, he was showing his post in there on Friday. He just needed HV3 to make the cut. He had some insane lineups. 
It, yep. So it was a, one of those deals. Kevin's just uh, pretty damn good at what he does. So, yeah, he will be joining the pod some more. But uh, we could talk Pebble all day, but we don't need to. People aren't here for that. Let's get into the Genesis. Absolutely loaded field. What do you got for past event history? Oh, so typically this it really is known as the Los Angeles Open. I mean, it dates back to a long-ass time ago. And uh, Riviera Country Club has hosted this golf tournament 57 times um, every year since 1999. So plenty of course history. Last year, Adam Scott, uh, 11 under par, two shots over Scott Brown. Uh, Sung Kang and Matt Kuchar. 2019 was the year of JB Holmes, 14 under, one shot over JT. Uh, 2018 was Bubba's third win here, 12 under, two shots over um, Kevin Na and uh, Tony Finau. Uh, DJ won this in 2017, 17 under, five shots over Scott Brown and Thomas Peters. Uh, Bubba won it in 2016. James Hahn passed winner. Bubba again, 2014. Uh, Phil's won it a couple times. I don't know if he's playing or not. Charles Howell's won this tournament in the past. Adam Scott has won it multiple times. Uh, that's pretty much really what we need to know. Steve Stricker, man, I can't believe yeah. I, I missed the week after Steve Stricker. I know. I was thinking of you, and then we we plugged Furick last week, and people were like ah, he made the cut. He finished like six or something under. <laughs> like he wouldn't have crushed you for cheap. These old guys, man, you get them on the right courses. Like this week's not a week I picked the older guys because no. you got to bomb it this week, and uh, you don't have to, but your iron play better be on point to uh, survive this place. And you mentioned Riviera, Riviera country club, very, very uh, common place. As you said, that it's, that's 50 something years has been here. Par 71 over 7,300 yards. It doesn't sound long, but it's very long. Cause one of the par fours is less than 300 yards. The drivable 10th, basically where you either lay up to the left or you try to avoid the bunker by going at it. That's when you'll see guys like in the tree, the trees to the left, but it's just a chip in there basically. So that's in play. Um, there's five, I think it's six, maybe seven par fours over 450 to 500 yards. So some very, very long holes. Fairways get hit about 50 to 55% of the time. Tour average is about 65%. So they're coming out of the rough a lot, which means they can't catch the greens. The POA greens that um, they're going to kind of resemble waste management the way they're kind of bouncy and they, they hit off, but they're POA, so they're not like waste management in that regard. So you have to have a good around the green game, which we'll see here as well. Um, so it takes kind of all facets of your game, but the guys that can hit it far have much more of an advantage, even out of the rough hitting wedges. in. like, think of, think of Bryson at the U S open. Obviously that was a much tougher golf course in here, but we kept saying it like, he's going to be in trouble in the rough, but when he's hitting it from a hundred yards out or in every time he can still wedge it from the rough and be just fine. So that's why guys like DJ Bubba plays well here. You'll see a, a group of guys that more often than not, I think I heard somewhere you have to be like top 25 or 30 in driving distance within the last year, usually finish high here. Um, usually you have to play this course a couple times to win here. Um, if you play well at the Masters, you usually play well here. I've seen that correlation mentioned. There's a bunch of them, and we'll see some different things happen, but a lot of course history when we talk about it as well. So uh, what stats are you looking for this week? Uh, driving distance uh, plays a factor. I, I, I do wait birdie or better. Um I mean, traditionally, if you look back at the scores, you know, your your mid-teens, uh, a lot of that's weather-dependent, too. Um, weather play, pays a will we'll potentially pay, play a factor. I haven't looked at the weather because all I can pay attention to is the fact that ice is continuously falling from the sky where I'm at. Um, and uh, plenty of course history, all kinds of course history. weight that heavily as well. I think bogey avoidance should be key as well. Like scoring won't be super high, but – if a guy can scramble around the greens and avoid those bogeys, it's going to be clutch. Again, kind of like the last couple of weeks, um, being on POA, it's in the top three every year in 
missed putts within five feet because of the Poa Greens. So don't be surprised if that happens either. So good Poa putters and actually good people that putt well here um, have success. Like out of all people, like Matsuyama has great success here. Somehow finds out how to putt here. Go figure. So you, you never know. But let's do this as Kevin has phrased it. Well, first let's talk fancier sports. Then we'll get to the digenunity, not community, digenunity. Uh, and give them the picks for the week. At FanshareSports.com, use promo code ALWAYSPRESSING, 25% off the package of your choice. Just a couple things I looked at real quick. Um, par 71, 7,200, 7,400 yards on DK scoring in this field. It's a loaded field, so you kind of have a, some names up here. DJ, Rom, Brooks. Um, over the last four events, Neesmith is fourth. You got JT, Cantlay, Adam Scott, and the other big dogs up there as well. And then the last 10 events, putting on POA, Rory, Scott, DeChambeau, JT, DJ, Hideki, Mab McNeely's up there over the last six events. So, And then Nick Taylor was right after him. So a couple names that stand out a little bit on that one. All right, let's do it, Jesse. DK time, 10K and above, loaded field. Uh, DJ at 11.3, JT 10.7, Rory 10.5, Rom 10.4, Bryson 10.1. Can't really go wrong up here for the most part, but where are you going? No, nah, you can't. I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and – Tell people they shouldn't play anybody. You know, I mean, this is really the five best golfers in the world. I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody, but uh, obviously DJ, uh, 11,300 there. Course history, 10th, 9th, 16th, 1st, 4th, 2nd, 2nd since 2014. I mean, not bad. Yeah. I mean, pretty ridiculous. Coming off a win. Before that, he was 11th at, at the Tournament of Champions, won the Masters, 2nd place at the Houston Open, 6th at the U.S. Open. I mean, it, the guy is, is insane. I mean, I, I don't know how – I mean, it, it, to me, he should be 30% owned. I, I think there's plenty of – but will he be? I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I, to, for me, it's just I, I'm not going to get cute. I'm going to play DJ no matter what. Um, JT's fine, of course. Rory's interesting because of, you know, what you were just talking about with the the, the putting on POA there. Obviously, his Achilles heel usually, but he's uh, fifth and fourth in the last two years at this event is coming off the 13th place finish there at the waste management, uh, Phoenix open. So I, I think Rory's fine. Rom's fine. You know, Bryson fifth place here last year. I mean, we're up here splitting hairs between these guys. The only guy I'm going to say 100% for sure. I'm going to play is DJ, but yeah, I mean, I'm not going out on a limb here. You can't go, you can't go wrong. And I'll probably say this way too many times on this podcast, but it's kind of, it's like a major field with what's going on here. So you can 100% play um, ownership leverage up here because you cannot tell me that you wouldn't be shocked if any of these five guys win this week. Like, no one should be shocked. Like, literally, Bryson's 16-1. to 1, The rest of them are 12, 12, 12, and DJ 6. So these guys are all heavy favorites to to win this thing. Um, I like John Rahm quite a bit up here. He plays great in California, 17th and 9th the last two years here. I think he's sneaky good, but well, sneaky's not a good word. He's very good and he's not sneaky. But they're all phenomenal. And you can do stars and scrubs because it is a loaded field like a major. You can get low sevens guys, high six guys that aren't going to make you squirm like the last weekend at Pebble. So I'm not going to go too much farther either. I love DJ's head and shoulders above the rest, but you really wouldn't be shocked if any of these guys, these guys show up. And I think if you can get a low on Rom or even Bryson, I think Bryson probably gets overlooked in this range, to tell you the truth, because he rubs people the wrong way, kind of like Patrick Reed does. You can get a low on Bryson up here. I might run with that. I think that's... Very, very enticing. So yeah. um, give me like a low home Bryson, and that looks awesome to me. Or you can just start in the 9K range and double dip because another just loaded range here. You got Xander at nine, 9,900. 
Brooks coming off the dub at 97. Cantley 96, um, an L.A. Southern California boy. Morikawa, you mentioned the top five golfers in the world above. Morikawa is the sixth-ranked golfer in the world. He's 9500 bucks. Berger, 94 off the win. Um, Runner-up everywhere, Tony Fino at 93. <laughs> Jordan Spieth, who he's a third and a fourth the last few weeks, but on Sundays, it, most rounds, but Sundays especially the last two weeks, he cannot get off the tee to save his life. He's 9200 Hideki, 91. Adam Scott, 9000 Again, all in play. Who do you like here? Yeah, um, man, I hate to do this, but I guess I want to play Xander. So I'm off him then. Well, so, <laughs> so everybody's warned. Um, I mean, uh, the the course history is great. Th- three cuts in three years: twenty third, fifteenth, ninth in the last three years at this tournament. Uh, two consecutive second place finishes. If you go back to the tournament champions, he finished fifth there. So three straight top fives for him. Seems like he's Trending in the right direction. He won the Tour Championship back in in September, playing very well. Uh, Cantlay, man, I mean, this guy's got to at some point break through, right? Yep. I feel like he's there um, almost every single week. And he'll get overlooked this week. He has been there every single weekend that he's played this year. Um, obviously, the Tournament Champions, thirteenth, whatever. But American Express makes a hell of a run on on the weekend, finishes second. Could not make a putt to save his life on Sunday uh, at the AT and T Pebble Beach last week. Uh, finishes third. So I mean I, I I've got a, a potential trio up here that I that I really like more Kawa. I, I I was wondering where he was like where he's been and I look back obviously he went over to Dubai he played that checks. yeah he played that he finished sixty eighth uh, he did play the Sony Open and the tournament the tournament champions over in Hawaii both of them finished seventh and both but you know I I, I think he's okay um, Jordan Spieth man at ninety two hundred bucks I mean. It's hard not to play him. Um, you know, even when he was playing bad the last couple of years, he still made the cut. Uh, not great finishes, 59th, 50, 51st, but you know, two straight top fives for him. Pretty pretty good. And then Adam Scott, the fitting champion at nine thousand. Uh, and then of course Tony Finau. I mean, there's th- th- this field, th- this section is loaded. Ridiculous. I mean, just yeah, beyond belief. I mean, a lot of these guys we've been playing the last few weeks for ten K or above. So. Um, I'd say Cantlay is my favorite, uh, you know, in the group. And then, you know, Xander's close second. Yeah, this is, it's, it's ridiculous. I'm trying not to say the thing I want to say because it's, they're all so close. So you, you can pick your poison. I feel like I'm going to lay off of Brooks, which terrifies me coming off the win, took the week off. He was having a great time with his, with his lady. So, um, you never know where his headspace is, but this is basically like a major. He's going to walk into that on that course on Monday and see everybody else practicing and being like, Yep, big boys are here. Like this is this is. I think Tiger even flies in to shake the hand on Sunday. Like it's the Tiger Invitational, basically. So uh, this it's a big deal to these guys to be here. So I, I think I'll be off of him, but it terrifies me. It terrifies me a lot. Um, Cantley, I love Xander. I'm always a fan of. I think Morikawa's very very enticing. I don't care about that 68. He flew over there to catch a check. JT missed the cut at that event. So or the one before. Like I really am not too concerned about that. Uh, Berger off the W, I'll pass this week. Again, could hurt. Finau, I like, God, second, second, and fourth the last three events. That is ridiculous. Um, Spieth, I won't play. I just, I just never Spieth. If, when he wins, he wins. It's fine. I just never Spieth. Um, but I will Hideki because no one will play Hideki here, and his course history is insane. And then Adam Scott. So I'm looking forward to seeing if Scott and Matsuyama are super low-owned because, man, if you compare those two up or one of them as a low-owned with a low-owned Bryson – you can play the quote-unquote safer chalk down below and be golden. Yeah. So 
That's what I'm going to look for now is Matsuyama and Scott, but I really like Morikawa, Cantley, and Xander up top in the 9K range. Um, just like you said, we're grasping at straws and uh, right here. It's, it's an absolutely ridiculously loaded range that I'm going to play a lot of ownership games in this range because I, I foresee like 90% of the 9 and 10K guys because someone will miss the cut. It will happen. But I see like, at least 90% of them getting through, and I wouldn't be shocked if most of them are like top 10-ish, 15, somewhere in there. So they're going to pay off for the most part. Um, but I like the the lower-owned guys in this range. Matsuyama Scott, I believe, should be lower-owned uh, to target. 8K range, we got Bubba, who loves this golf course. He loves playing in the NBA All-Star game at the same time as this tournament, all that good stuff. Um, 8900 bucks. Joaquin Neiman up to 88 Kind of surprised me he was up in this price range. Yeah. Um, Vic at 87 has never played here, but playing phenomenal golf. You got Leash, Scheffler, Cam Smith, Zalatoris, Homa, Wolf, Kokrak, I'm really scared that home is going to be super chalky because I love him again. I've been playing him every week. I love him again this week. But this is where we can start differentiating a little more, I think. Who do you like in this range? Yeah, I start up top there with Neiman. I, I think he's, you know, at, at 8800 bucks. Um, I don't know that a lot of people will, will play him, especially his course history is not great. Miscut, 44th. Played here twice. That's it. But two straight top twos, which were both over in Hawaii. One of them was the tournament champions. Um so obviously playing well, he rates out very well with in my model. And so if it's like one of those things where you're just trusting stats, I think Neiman's a, a good play, and, and it'll be interesting to see how how chalky he is projected to be. I mean, right now he does have a a, bu- a buzz score with fan share, which is you pretty high. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I mean, Hovland right below him at 87 has never played here. Um, and if I could get my computer to function properly here, sixth and second in his last two starts. So playing well, one of the sixth place finish was Saudi played the farmers finished second. Uh, and then Zalatoris made my dude at, at 8,300. Um, it's funny. Uh, Kevin sent me a driver in the mail mm-hmm. and he addressed it to Jesse McZalatoris <laughs> saying, I mean, it's a sign. It's I've been a sign. on this dude since he was, you know, in, in middle diapers. school. Yeah. Uh, didn't play very well last week. Uh, kind of had two terrible rounds in the middle. Had sandwiched in between, you know, two decent rounds, 69s there. Um, but, you know, it, it, we get a we get a price reduction. He's, you know, not in the 9Ks anymore, thank God. Uh, I like him a lot better in the 8Ks. Uh, Max Homa, I'm with you on that, dude. I mean – Fifth place here last year for him, and then the, the dude's playing very well. Now, can he finish a golf tournament? You know, I don't know, but does he need to at this price? No. So 8200 bucks, I like him quite a bit there too. Yeah, he just couldn't putt towards the end last week. He was hitting very good golf shots. Like <laughs> it was fun to watch him, and I've said it before on the podcast because like a, we all follow him on Twitter, but he made a point. He said in the offseason he like went and saw like a mental – like a sports psychologist and worked on his mental game and all this stuff. You can see him when he's playing now. He's still having fun, but he's more focused. It feels like like he's really he's grinding his butt off, and it's it's showing. So I really really like him this week. It's hard if he's chalky to play him in this field with so many other awesome options. But I love what he's doing. He's a so uh, he lives in Arizona now. I believe he's a SoCal native or went to school down there or something. So um, he, he's pretty much in play there. Before I get my eight K picks, tell me if I'm wrong here. I I know Tory. This course has way more trees than Tory does, but Tory length. You're hitting out of the rough a lot. Poa greens, you got to scramble. I think I'm, I, I really, I'm not going to wait it a lot, but guys that played good a few weeks ago at the Farmers, I think kind of get a boost this week. Do you see any correlation that makes sense? 
Yeah, I mean, I would say just guys who in general played well on on the West Coast. Uh, the last, you know, last week too. Um, you know, I, I would agree because it's it's similar conditions. Obviously, it's a, uh, it's not the same exactly, but this is you know in L.A. It's not on the coast exactly too. But and th- th- this place does have a little bit more, I think, elevation. Um, if I remember right, number one is a super downhill par five, right? Which is yeah, very gettable and two, very yeah, gettable. Yeah, it's very short. So yeah. another thing to consider this week is par five scoring as well. But yeah. um, but yeah, th- this course will play tighter, I, I do believe, than than Pebble did last week. Because mm-hmm. there's no there's no trees at Pebble pretty much. I mean yeah. you, as long as you just don't hit it in the water, yep. You'll you'll be okay. Um but yeah, I mean similar, especially with the greens. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're used yep. to putting on those polo greens, you're just moving right along. So Yeah. It'll be interesting. I, I would but, agree with you. Yeah, so eight K range, uh Bubba obviously he's gonna be very popular. That's the downside. Like I love Bubba. I've been playing him a lot. I might have to avoid it this week for the chalk factor, but he's, especially if I can play Adam Scott or Hideki right above him. Um, I think Victor Hovland, never playing him before, scares me. But his current form, and it just seems like he's kind of flicked the switch over the last few months, that I think could be a very nice play at maybe lower ownership. Um, what's your thoughts on Leash? Leash is, uh, you made two straight cuts here, made three last four, but had two missed cuts. Playing good golf right now, played good at the Farmers. You in on Leash? I think he's fine. I, I From like, I don't know, he does, he's, he's he scares me. Middle of the pack. I mean, I think he's a fine GPP play. I wouldn't. Oh, yeah. you know, definitely wouldn't put him in any cash games. But forty third last year, fourth the year before, and then a fifth back in twenty sixteen with a bunch of missed cuts in between. So, yeah, I'm kind of looking at him. Won't be in my core, but maybe a part of the cascade. And then uh, I mentioned Homa. The other guy I like quite a bit. Missed cut here last year with a forty ninth, sixth, twenty eighth, sixty third. Coming off a missed cut at the Farmers, but when he's hitting it off the tee well, he's playing very good golf. And that's Cam Smith. So I think he's an interesting GPP option as well. Always low owned. No one rosters Cam Smith, so he becomes very intriguing to me because when he's when he can get off the tee very well, he can actually score at, at courses like this with his distance. So he stands out as an interesting option as well. Uh, seventy five to seventy nine. Answer: Nah, Henley, Ortiz, Sergio, Kim, Fitzpatrick is back. Molly, Tringali, Woodland, Connors, Davis, Fowler, and Hahn. What do you like in this range? Uh, start with your boy Carlos Ortiz there at seventy eight hundred bucks. Uh, four for four made cuts here. Um, hasn't finished worse than twenty sixth in the four years he's played here. Come off the the really nice fourth place finish in Phoenix. Like him quite a bit. Sergio at seventy seven hundred. Of course, history is okay. Thirty seven, thirty seventh the last couple of years. He does have a fourth place finish back in twenty fifteen and a fourth place finish back in twenty twelve. Um, coming off the twelfth place finish. Uh, at uh, Saudi, sixth in, in in Dubai, made the cut at uh, Sony, played the Tournament of Champions, finished eleventh. So, playing some pretty good golf at seventy seven hundred bucks. I don't like to play Tringali at this price, seventy six hundred. Like I, I don't like to play. Like I don't know for some reason Tringali just gives me like, I don't, I don't know if I've just played him in the past and he's burnt me or whatever. But he's playing really good golf right now. It's seventh place finish last week, two straight top twenties before that. Um, and has good course history. I mean, he did miss the cut here in 2018. But other than that, he's made it every year since 2013 that he's played at this course, including an eighth-place finish in 2017, 30th last year. So Tringali at 76, I mean, it's it's a weird position for him because I, do I put him in the same category as like a Woodland and a Moly and a Siwa who just recently won and Sergio? No, but I mean, that also means that most everybody else mm-hmm. won't either. Um, Woodland's interesting. I mean, obviously we – we had talked about him the couple of weeks prior to Phoenix and he played terrible the first day, bounced back pretty well the second day, missed the cut. 
Um, but at 7,600 again here, 26 here back in 2016, which was the last time he played, you know, I mean, I, I'm definitely willing to take the risk at 76 on him. I don't know if you, if you're on Molly this week, you tell me if we should play him. And then Corey Connors at 7,500, uh, missed the cut here last year, GPP play only, but has a bunch of make cuts in a row. Two of his last three starts are top twenties. If you go all the way back to his last five starts, you know, he's got four top twenties in his last five starts. Pretty good golf uh, for for Corey Connors there. So, what's your thoughts on Molly? What are you thinking? I'm going to be off of him um, just because he's been playing good golf, but I don't know where his headspace is for one. How his weekend went in Pebble? Did you see him duff his tee shot on one on Saturday? Yeah, well, well, here's the thing: if you were on Twitter on Saturday, you could not miss that because <laughs> for for an hour straight, I saw retweets and tweets and retweets and tweets about it. I'll give him credit. He quote tweeted it with some good stuff. Like it, he, uh, play, he played it well. You know what? These guys are fucking human, man. Yeah, that's why. That's what I quote tweeted. I said, "No wonder I love this guy. He's one of us." Like <laughs> he, he just he just showed that you know it's golf, man. Shit happens. It's it's a. Uh, I like him. I just don't know if I like him this week. Um, you know, he's getting his game back into form, but this is a challenging, challenging golf course, and I don't know if his game's completely there yet. Then again, he finished eighth at the Farmers, so I don't know. I or tenth at the Farmers. Um, I'm just not not there with them yet. Three straight missed cuts here, missed four or five cuts here. So I'm kind of off on Molly. I'm gonna stay away from that one. Um, but Kevin Na intrigues me a bit. Missed cut last year, but then 33rd, second, and fourth. Yeah, 21st at uh, Phoenix. Missed cut in a first. Um, so at, at Amex, I believe. So he's he's playing pretty good right now. I, I could go with uh, Kevin Na at 79. At basically no ownership, most likely. I love Ortiz. He's a piece of chalk. I'm going to eat. I'm just going to eat him. It's going to hopefully not backfire, but he is chalk that I will be on. I love the Sergio call. Played very, very well here, coming in good form. I mentioned earlier there's some correlations to guys that play well at the Masters. We know Sergio can play well at the Masters, uh, so he can def- that's probably the reason why he plays well here. So I think Sergio's interesting at 77. James Hahn's got the course history, but, man, since he blew up in Phoenix, he is playing some crappy golf. So if you want to play the course history narrative, go for it. Because the thirteenth last year, fourteenth, twenty eighth, miscut first. He's played very well here, but just no. The recent form is not good, not good. Uh, so he's interesting. I'm gonna hold off on Fitzpatrick this week, uh, which could be bad. But I'm gonna hold off there. And then lastly, I'm gonna mention Cam Davis. GPP only with Cam miscut here two years ago. It was only a time here, but fourteenth last week, thirty second, third, thirty first to start out the new year. Talking about a guy that can pipe it. He's one of the longest drivers on tour. So if he's accurate off the tee, he's gonna do very, very well here. I think he's a very good GPP play at $7,500. 7000 to 7400 who are you targeting? Uh, Lonto at seventy four. Uh, getting back down to a more reasonable price here for Lonto. 37th here last year. 7th at the Farmers. Um, he did miss the cut to American Express, but whatever. Uh, Matt McNeely, did you um, – I, I saw, I think it was like at the end of the round yesterday uh, when they were interviewing him. Did you see like what he was what he said? Did you hear any of what he said? That he's a businessman? No, I didn't hear that part. Oh, okay, what do you say? <laughs> that he's not one of those people who can just like talk himself into having confidence. Like he's got to actually go out and prove it. Oh, wow. So, so he's a big between the ears guy. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm hoping he gained a lot of confidence with that second place finish last week. Great round on it, Sunday. It makes, it makes, it makes sense because when he blows up, it's because he can't putt. So I can imagine after, if like three holes in a row where he can't putt, it is the whole round unravels probably. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, you know, you could kind of tell it with Lashley when he when he forejected yeah. that one hole. I mean, he went 
Like you can tell he's a hothead, which I mean, I, I get it. Um, well, because he was so close to winning it, he knew he, he knew right. he just blew the whole thing. I mean, it, it's a hundred percent why, yeah. but <laughs> you've also got to be able to kind of keep your emotions Close a little bit it. in check. But uh, Taylor Gooch at seventy two hundred, tenth uh, here last year, twentieth in twenty eighteen, so pretty good finishes coming off a missed cut there at the Phoenix Open. Matt Kuchar seventy two hundred. He did finish second here last year, which I think was like the last time Matt Kuchar played good golf. Um, he did make the cut in Phoenix, so I think he's fine. Brandon Steele, dude. I mean, this guy just keeps turning out made cuts. Uh, at least since the kind of restart, like since this new golf season, whatever the fuck we're in fourth, uh, at, at, in Hawaii at the Sony open 21st, 30th, 34th. And then he did miss the cut here in 2019, which is his last start, but made every cut before that since 2013 at the Genesis open. Uh, and then KH Lee, man, at 7,100 bucks. Um, and then I got one more too after that, but KH Lee, 7,100, two straight made cuts at this tournament. Off a second place finish at the Phoenix Open and then Wyndham Clark, 17th here last year. And uh, kind of similar to Brendan Steele, that he's just been making a lot of cuts here since the uh, the new season started or whatever. Um, and, and 36, 32nd in his last two starts. So you know, not terrible for 7,100 bucks there. Yeah, no, those are, I have a handful of those. I like Lonto quite a bit, uh, playing good golf uh, coming out here. So like you mentioned, seventh at Farmers. Made cut here last year. I think Norlander first appearance here, but four straight made cuts. Uh, second at Farmers. I think he, he just kind of stumbled over the weekend. He came out on fire on Thursday. I think he's a guy that we just keep riding that hot hand right now. He's a guy that gets streaky. Seventy four hundred bucks. Very interesting. I am right now on Monday night. I am really loving Sam Burns, and that scares me because I'm not usually all in on Sam Burns. But you're looking at a guy that um, you know twenty third here last year, miscut the year before. He's made three straight cuts. I got 18th at Farmers. He is a bomber. I think we talked about it on the show before. Yeah. Um, like people compare his driving to Dustin Johnson's, like that, that have played with him. So if he's if he's doing that and he's hitting it well, he's gonna be putting up a good showing at 7,400 bucks. So he's very very intriguing to me on this golf course. I think JT Poston at 73. He's been a guy we've seen in his early run here. If it's a course he likes, he plays very well. Three straight made cuts here. 30th last year. Finished 11th at Waste Management, of course he likes. 18th at Farmers. I think JT at 73, usually low-owned as well. So I can get on on that one. Um, you mentioned Gooch, KH Lee, Wyndham Clark. I love Wyndham Clark at his price point in a GPP this week. For everything that you mentioned, he's very good in a GPP. And the only other guy I have here, Luke List at 7300 bucks. He's made four or five cuts here, three straight uh, made cuts here. Made three straight made cuts on tour, 10th at the Farmers. If I'm going to use my Farmers correlation – List uh, ranks out pretty darn good here at 7300 bucks. Again, it's always the putter with him. Off the tee game is usually pretty strong, which will play very well at this golf course. So 7300 for List. Big fan of that one. 6K range, Jesse. Lots of options down here, which I like, which makes things very, very enticing. Where are you going? Yeah, pl- plenty of options. Uh, Matthew Neesmith uh, playing really good golf right now. 16th last week um, and 7th week before at, at Phoenix. He was in the hunt, I mean, especially after that 63 to open it up, but the dude's just striping it right now. Uh, I like him quite a bit, 6,900. Munoz, 6,800. Now, he finished 26th here last year, coming off the miscut where he was kind of chalky. I mean, he did, the dude's been kind of chalky the last few weeks, so hopefully that'll get some people off of him. Um, I think in GPPs, he's okay this week. Uh, Sung Kang, at 6,500, finished second here last year. He's made the cut every year he's played here since 2012. 
uh, did make the cut last week. Before that, three straight missed cuts, then made cut, then missed cut, then made cut, then missed cut. I mean, you know, it's sketched down here. Your boy, Richie Wierenski, mm-hmm. $6,500, never played here, but playing some solid golf right now, 22nd in, in Phoenix a couple weeks ago. Uh, and that is it. What about, let me let me ask you something. What about Willie Mack at $6,000? I mean, how do you not play a dude named Willie Mack at $6,000? <laughs> That's a heck of a name. I think I'll pass, though. Yeah, but, I'm with uh... you. I don't know who he is. But <laughs> it is a heck of a I like to say name. Willie Mack, you know what I'm saying? I think he was uh, an invite at the Farmers, I think. And I think he got an invite here. Um, I think that's who I could be totally wrong. But um, in the 6K range, I like Neesmith, like you said. Probably going to be popular, but we'll see. Uh, Doug Gim has not played here either, just like Neesmith, playing really good golf at $6,900. So I'll jump on that train. Um, for those that ask me in the Slack chat most weeks, this is Patrick Rogers week. But be careful. He's, made, he's missed four straight cuts on tour. But he's made four straight cuts here. Nothing worse than the 30th. I'm going to go with course history over current form on this one. So buckle up. He's $6,700. Um, but if he if at 6700 he gets you a 30th or a 15th, I think you're very happy, which he's done the last two years. Yeah. So, so he's intriguing to me at $6,700. Uh, Kang, like you mentioned, 65 made He's made five straight cuts here. I think that's very, very enticing. Two eighth place or betters. Wawinski I like at 65. And if you just want a, lo- a lower – Option he hasn't played here in three years, but he had a 69th and a 54th previous to that. He's made two straight cuts. Mark Hubbard, he can get hot at times. At $6,300, you're looking for a shot in the dark, and Hubbard can be that guy when he's clicking. So he uh, entices me a bit as well. All right, let's recap things, Jesse. 10K and above, who you got? Uh, DJ, I mean, I'm not going to yeah, complicate matters here. That's a good – I'll go Bryson, but, uh, yeah, DJ. Um, 9K, I'll let you pick two because this is ridiculously loaded. Uh, Cantlay and, and Shoffley. I'm going to, I like those two too. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Adam Scott and Xander. That'll be my two. Um, 8K range, go with two. Um, Zalatoris and Homa. I'm going to go with Hovland and Homa. Um, 7,500 to 79, go ahead and pick two. Uh, Sergio and, uh, and Tringale. I'm gonna go, for me to say that. I'm going to go Ortiz and Tringale. I'm going to say Cam Davis is a close to Tringale for me. But I'm going to go Ortiz and Tringale. 7K to 7,400, give me two. Did I mention Norlander when we were talking earlier? No, but I did. So, so I, like Nor- I like Norlander every week. Yeah. Uh, apparently, I saw, I think it was Tour Junkies had texted him about being the uh, the Swedish Sungjae. Oh, I yeah. It's just like that. his sixth six straight week he's playing. Um, I'm going to go uh, Norlander and uh, McNeely. I'm going to go with Burns and Luke List. And speaking of which, this is some JM's second straight week off. Does he have COVID or are we okay with him? Because he's, he's hiding. He's hiding. I'm very concerned. Like two yeah. straight weeks. This is in this kind of field. How does Sungjae not show up? This is very concerning to me. Uh, six, six K range. Who's your top play? Um, it is uh, Neesmith. I'll let you get Neesmith. I'll go with uh, Dougie Gim, but, man, I have a feeling I'm going to play too much Patrick Rogers, and that's going to be a sweat and a half right there. Um, if you're starting out a cash lineup, three guys. Uh, for cash. I mean, this is, you know, one of those weeks where I'm just going completely, like, down the middle in cash. I think Sergio is cash-worthy. Um, Hovland is probably right there with him as well uh, as far as being cash-worthy. And then uh, Homa, I mean, right there, just all, all those guys in the 8K range. 
Yeah, I had Hova, uh, Hove, Hovland, Homa, and Ortiz. So, yeah, I don't blame you at all. Like In cash, don't get cute. And it, like I say it all the time in the chat, in cash, you do not ever want a 6K player. Just like don't don't stars and scrubs your cash lineup. Like it, it can work, obviously, but just don't do it. <laughs> just don't do it. Um, but GPPs, you can. Three guys to start out your GPP lineup. I'm trying to lock in all these top twos. Uh, so I'm going to go Cantlay, Finau, and Spieth. I started to make this lineup earlier, and like I, I didn't finish it out, but that leaves you with 7,300 bucks per not player. not a bad lineup. Which is not, you know, I mean, it's doable. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You got you got three guys who are going to tie for for, th- for second. <laughs> and then, you know, you get you maybe uh, you know, three guys that make the cut, and boom, yeah. there you go. It's hard not hard to see you don't win 200K on that. You know what I'm that saying? That seems like a given. Jesse just I don't see how that. Right. The the Unity, the I, I can't even say it. <laughs> DJ and Unity is the, uh, on that one. Genuity. The Genuity. The genuity. Um, three three guys that I'm starting a GPP lineup out with. It's going to be Xander, Scott, and Ortiz. Um, I can't not have Ortiz this week. Like I'm, if he misses the cut, you guys just know how my weekend went. Just, just right there. Um, who you got winning this thing? Uh, so looking at odds on Bovada here. Uh, like I like Spieth at 33. Um, how much Jordan Spieth are you playing this week? Probably a lot. I know. I mean, I've never heard you talk this much about Jordan Spieth in any show ever. Well, here's the thing: like when he gets hot, the dude just gets hot. And I've yeah. I've I've seen this in the past, and I have faded him for years and got burnt by it. Except for when he plays at Augusta. Yeah. But I've I've seen him other places, and just whenever I mean, he just gets those rounds, dude, where he gains like seventy five thousand strokes putting, and it's it's so tilting. But if it's not as tilting, if you just play him, so. uh him right there at you know thirty three, I like him. And then uh, you know if you want somebody a little bit longer, maybe Sergio at sixty six. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know I would really just probably bet like remortgage and like take all your equity out and put it on Dustin Johnson. <laughs> That's what most people are saying, and can't really blame them. I guess <laughs> like for me, Bryson at sixteen, I think good odds, all things considered. <laughs> but um, it's tough. I think Morikawa at twenty eight is interesting. I think it's very very interesting. I uh, like Hideki at 33. Um, Ortiz at 66 just because I, I like to hate myself. But um, I say it most weeks, and Kevin's been doing it well. Dire work does it well on the chat. This is a great top 20 week for some longer shot guys. Like, yeah, I can see that. Plus, yeah. plus 100s and beyond. Some like I think Sam Burns is an interesting top 20 type play. Um, scrolling through the list here, like a Poston wouldn't surprise me. A Luke List wouldn't surprise me. So you can get some of these guys and, and make some runs at some top 20 money. And kind of cover your your all all, all outright wins. If, did you uh, see? Did you way. see where? And this is kind of a little bit off topic, but did you see where um, DraftKings has the Corn Ferry Tour in the lobby now, dude? Um, if people want us to start talking about Corn Ferry, I have no problem like giving my two cents because it's actually loaded these days, and I'll start paying attention for you guys. But uh, I'm very excited about that because that it just shows you they they start doing LPGA. I'm like, we're gonna play it eventually. Like, yeah, like the good news happen. is, uh, Labs has uh, you know ha- has them loaded up. So beautiful. So I know you'll be in. Uh, yeah, I mean, I you know I, if I remember to play it, I mean that's the one thing. Like, and well, these, that, are the the, week, these are the weeks. GPPs are terrible, good. but yeah, I'm with you. I mean, no, you might no as well start there. Like, it's a great time to start because everybody else is starting. So well, that and with all the big dogs in the field, that means the guys that usually kind of like on a, that show up in a pebble field now be on the corn ferry events. 
So you'll know some of these names usually. That's true. Not always. Like next week we have WGC. So we got Puerto Rico, which is going to be loaded because like Ricky Fowler is not in WGC. Does he go to Puerto Rico to try to get a win to get in the Masters? <laughs> Let's think about this stuff. Yeah. I'm with you. So that'll be interesting as well. But I'll have to go peek at the Corn Ferry Field and see what we got going on there. But uh, that wraps us up. Jesse, final thoughts on the Genesis Invitational. I don't. It should be a fun weekend. Should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Should be some really, yep. really fun golf to watch. Riviera is always a blast. Always a good time. It's a great so watch. If, if you guys have any questions, check us out in the Slack chat. Hit us up there. It's free. Come join the party. Or hit up Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Hit Kevin up at Kevin's Delight. He would love to hear from you. Um, hit me up on Twitter at BDNTrick. We're always around to help you guys out. And until next week, this was your Genesis Invitational Preview. Catch you guys later. Oh,